Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We all have been in the situation where we are sweating it out, hoping Santa's elves get our packages here on time. Worry no more. Our friends at Seattle Shirt Company have all of us in mind. They have an excellent selection of NFL and NBA jerseys for everyone on your list. And they are doing their part in keeping their staff employed during these tough times. Please do yours in supporting local businesses. Not only is shipping free on everything, but this week only, for all of our customers, we have an amazing promotion. 50% off all Seahawks merchandise. Seattle Shirt Company have it all. Hats, jerseys, hoodies, and more. All the stars from yesterday to today are included. From LeBron James back to Jim Brown. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, Deion Sanders, Jerry Rice, and many more. Have you seen the latest Seattle Kraken NHL gear? Just head to seattleshirt.com and enter the code BELIEVE, that's capital B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for 50% off all Seahawks merchandise. Shipping is always free. Seattle Shirt Company, helping you get ready for the holidays. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. It was neat to see you play, and it's fun to talk to you all these years later because you played with a lot of joy and you played with passion. And I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. Well, you know, I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. I think there were a lot of kids who looked at Dan Dickow and said, Dan Dickow can play at this level, I can play at this level. Welcome to today's episode of The ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow, and SB Live Sports on the Believe Podcast Network. Conversations with experts in the field of sports. Today's expert is an expert in Indiana basketball, not just at the college level, but I'm sure at the high school level because he's got to recruit and evaluate kids all across that great state. Looking forward to hearing about some more of his memories and experiences as a player and a coach from Indiana State, the Sycamores. Coach Greg Lansing. Coach, how goes life? Well, we got beat last night, so it's not as good today as it, it could be, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm not an expert in anything, but uh, I kind of dabble in a 
in all things basketball and, and uh, you know, being a coach's kid, and it, uh, it's really about all my life has is, is, is been on a, on a day-to-day basis. And uh, good to be on with such a, a guy I watched play for so many uh, good teams and such a good player. And I know I see you when you're doing TV too, so a uh, pleasure to be on with you. Well, I thank you for, for joining. And you are an expert because I – for my work with Scorebook Live, SB Live, about two, three years ago, um, we had a presentation at a Indiana high school basketball clinic uh, down in the southern part of the state. There's a few hundred different coaches there, and, and it, was, it was fun. It was enjoyable to sit and watch your presentation for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, uh, kind of breaking down the game to the high school coaches. Is that one of the ways that you like to give back to high school coaches in the state? Yeah, I do. You know, uh, Dan, I was a high school coach's kid. My dad's in the Hall of Fame uh, in Iowa. And in today's AAU generation, um, I've always done it. Our staff has always done it a little bit a different way. We, you know, the high school coaches with those guys, I guess they're not right now with the COVID stuff, but they, they get to spend uh, every day around their student athletes. You know, the AAU gets them for uh, the summer and out of the season. So, uh, I respect the heck out of high school coaches. Uh, uh, growing up in in Iowa, I, my dad was close with a lot of very good high school coaches. And then coming to the state of Indiana, where basketball is the way of life, uh, just a, a, unbelievable uh, high school coaches and, and very good AU coaches and programs too. So I've I've asked a similar question to a number of, of college coaches that I've had on this podcast. And when you're recruiting and evaluating a player and you want to watch them at the AAU level as well as with their high school teams, where do you kind of draw the line and trying to really figure out how they'll fit with your program? Do you, do you really lean on a high school perception or an AAU perception uh, when you gather all the information and make your decision on how hard you want to recruit a kid? Well, it's definitely uh, with the people that know them best, you know, and, and not always just the, the coaches either, you know, it could be people at the school or friends or uh, people that live in the same town. And uh, we've always tried to build teams here, uh, not just accumulate talent like your alma mater out there. They do they do the best at uh, both of those. So, um, you know, it, uh, you try to get to surround the kid as much as possible, get to know uh, those people and just find out the amount of information that you need. Because we want, you know, we want kids with high character for one. Uh, we got unbelievable uh, student athletes here, and it's not just men's basketball; it's across the board in Indiana State. So, uh, we we need people in this community of seventy five thousand. Uh, they're they're well known. I mean, they're going to walk down the street, uh, and people are going to know who they are. So they got to know how to act. Uh, they got to they got to take the, all that into consideration. We want people that uh, want to get their degree, and obviously, guys that really want to work at being a good basketball player. My alma mater, Gonzaga, has one of the best players of all time, 92 Dream Team member John Stockton. Your school, Indiana State, and I'm sure you get this question all the time, has a legend as well. Larry Legend, Larry Bird, played for the Celtics, Dream Team, everything. Does he have a a presence still on campus? Do, does he ever come around to share words of uh, of inspiration or encouragement to you and your program? He has a huge uh, uh, presence on campus because we have the biggest on-campus statue of a, of an athlete. Uh, they put they made it a foot taller, foot taller than a Magic's. <laughs> so so yeah, he, and I think there was some purpose behind that. But 
Um, he, he, you know, he's just right up in, in Indianapolis, still consulting with the Pacers. He's in Florida a lot, but I will say this, he's been unbelievable to, to me. Uh, the things he says in interviews about our program and me personally, uh, believe me, he knows what's going on. And, and he, admittingly, he doesn't get here as much as he'd like to. It's usually once a year. And obviously with, when, when, when we, uh, we honored their, their team a couple of years ago, he was here and it was just an unbelievable, uh, night when we played, uh, Loyola and their good team. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if people walk around town and they, they're talking about Larry every day, it's like that team, uh, just played last season. And what's really cool, Dan, I'm not sure if I've told you this, there's about four of those guys are in town and, you know, get their, their legends to me. I mean, they're 33 and old going into the big one against, uh, magic and those guys and didn't quite get it done. So, uh, those guys at the, the program's important to them. They're so positive and supportive of everything we knew. They, they know how difficult it is, uh, here, here in Indiana state, but, uh, it's just an honor to be the head coach uh, of this program and have those guys around. For someone like myself who lives on the West coast and a lot of our listeners, uh, are West coast based, but I don't think enough of people on the West Coast have an idea of how good the Missouri Valley Conference is from top to bottom. Uh, I think I could probably say the same for people in the Midwest or the East Coast that understand the West Coast Conference. Share with people how good a basketball there is in the Missouri Valley. Well, even people on the West Coast know who uh, Coach Krzyzewski is there at Duke, and he always uh, has made the comment that uh, the Missouri Valley is the best league in the country where seniors play. You know, we're not getting uh, one-and-done guys. I know Gonzaga's ranked at mid-major, but we all know they're they're not a mid-major program. Uh, they're an elite-level program. Uh, but uh, across the board here, and I know you uh, have seen some of the, the schools here, it's, it's, it's so well-coached. I mean, the head coaches, their staff, uh, every night is just a, an absolute battle and a struggle, and that's it, what makes it great. And it's, a, it's not so much a football uh, conferences. It is a basketball conference. It's the oldest conference in the Midwest, and it's great basketball communities, great basketball fans, and really good venues to play in. Your dad, you mentioned, was a high school coach. You were a tremendous player in Iowa. You played at University of South Dakota. Did you always feel you were going to follow in his footsteps as a coach, and, and where was your goal to be? At, and if so, was your goal high school coaching? Or college coaching? Yeah, I always, you know, just went going to the gym every day with him, you know, after school, riding on the buses with he and his teams. Um, I learned at a, a real early age that losing was not okay, was not uh, not acceptable. Um, and playing for him, you know, he was a hard driving guy. Uh, so it's, it's what I always wanted to do. You know, I didn't really have a lot of other interests. Um, and, you know, I, I don't have my, my last name wasn't Dick Hour. I offered like I, I play, uh, you know, I coached with Alford at Iowa. So um, it was going to be a, a, a real uh, battle just uh, working my way up. So I was a head high school. I, I hit every step on the way up. I was a GA, a volunteer, high school coach, a restricted earnings coach, third assistant. And I mean, I hit every step on the way up and um, I just happened to uh, meet a, know someone that, that, that had a, they had a spot here. I came here the first time and, you know, what do you know what happens? And uh, all of a sudden become the head coach here uh, several years after that. So there's, there's only what, 350 of these in the, in the country. So it's just uh, very, very fortunate. That's for sure. 
there's a lot of tremendous coaches in the state of Washington at the high school level that I know really well. And I've gotten to know some high school coaches in Indiana through my work with Scorebook Live. How good is the coaching in Indiana at the high school level? Because the coaches that I've talked to have been, they've blown me away with how they talk about how the preparation that they have for their their programs at the high school level. What would you say that separates Indiana high school basketball coaches maybe from others? Well, for one, like I said earlier, they're they're in a community that uh, basketball is a way of life. I mean, they're these these communities. You know, Indianapolis is a great uh, big city with a lot of uh, really good, uh, very large schools. And they, but you go across the state, and there's smaller communities, and and there it's it's kind of uh, it goes by uh, how the basketball season goes. You know, and the Hoosiers the movie is is not that far fetched. Um, uh, the way and how serious people take about it. Uh, you're a high school coach here. You better do well. Otherwise, you're not going to uh, be the high school coach at that particular school very long. But really good guys, really hard work. And you've been at clinics here uh, to see how well they're attended and and uh, all the things that those guys do. And it's not just the head coach. I mean, his whole staff through freshman, eighth grade coaches, they come to these things. So it's a lot of fun. I know uh, we can't obviously, again, we can't do it this year, but uh, throughout the year and when you're doing your workouts and you're and your your uh, stuff here at school, they're they're running in and out of here all the time. I really enjoy that. Uh, I that that's a uh, an aspect of recruiting I do like. The times of years where you go into the school and watch them do the workouts and play there and see what their coaches do to them. So yeah, it, uh, I would say the the coaching in this state is as good as it gets. Now I've heard, but I've never been there. But I understand that you can go to the gym in Hoosiers for in Hickory in the movie. Have yeah. you ever been there? I have not, but my assistant, uh, they happened to play at one of our recruits happened to play in an all-star game there. And he went there and he's got all kinds of par- paraphernalia from it. Like they do a couple all-star games uh, in there. My buddy here at, at Pace Setter Sports in town in Terre Haute uh, hosts an all-star game in there. And just how cool it is. I got to get, I mean, I do need to make myself go and just uh, experience that. That should be a bucket list item. Yeah, I was able to go to the Indiana-Kentucky high school all-star game of a few years ago, and that's kind of where I was told and learned uh, that you can go to that gym, yeah. you can rent it out. And, and had I had more time, I would have gone and rented that gym for a half an hour and just bought a it's ball a sh- at the local corner and just get some shots. Yeah. There you go. That sounds like a great idea. When you look at your dad being a high school coach and now your network as a college coach uh, has expanded, who would you say kind of influences your style, your philosophy more than anybody else right now? Uh, right now it's more NBA. You know, um, uh, my dad is still the best coach that uh, I've ever been around. And I was, I was fortunate enough, my college coach, Dave Boots, and, and a lot of coaches growing up as well. And then being here with uh, Royce Waltman and uh, I mentioned earlier being with uh, Steve Alford at Iowa, I just around unbelievable uh, coaches that worked at it, you know, I mean, and it was, they, they really worked at it. It wasn't just a position they were in. They, they were very competitive and worked at their, their craft. And now I, I really, you know, there's a lot of, I'll watch college games every night and I would write down a set or, or jot in my phone an under out of bounds play that uh, I saw one that Cincinnati did. I mean, so I, you know, I, I'm always jotting that stuff down. My staff probably thinks I put too much of that stuff in, but I really love the NBA because I think everything's going towards the NBA game. I mean, a lot anyway, as you see, there's 
Um, you know, the, the forwards are, are guards, you know, they're play, everybody's playing small um, and, and the versatility of their players and some of the things they run. So I do a lot. I love that with Steve Kerr and, and the things that he he's done. And uh, I don't know, know Fred Hoiberg real well there at Iowa and Greg McDermott, guys that do uh, great things offensively. And and what more than anything is uh, I like the coaches that really get their guys to play hard and compete. And those are the guys, you know, because today's kids are a little different than um, when, when way back when I played and, and, you know, not so far back when you played, but um, they're different and you got to, you got to coach them a different way and, and uh, find them and getting them a way to play hard where you I always say that's the price of admission. You know, that's the, the minimum you can do is play hard. So I take a lot of stuff from a lot of people. I would agree, <clears throat> excuse me, I would agree to a certain extent that Kids are a little bit different um, when you're evaluating, and I would imagine on your end recruiting. Uh, some of that, though, is is just perception and, and society and the changes that go on from you know 15, 20 years down the road. What are your non-negotiables for a player when you go into a gym, whether it's a high school gym or an AAU tournament? What are the non-negotiables for you when you're evaluating a player that they have to have? Playing hard and body language. If there's any negative body language, I'm I'm not de- I'm not doing it. Um, you know, and the, those are pretty much the non-negotiables. Again, you know, you're, I'm not even talking about basketball talent, but um, playing hard. So a lot of coaches say that is a talent. That's what you should do, should should do. So that's the minimum. And one thing I always say to our guys is that being a good teammates. I think is the best thing you can be. Uh, so I want guys that are good teammates that uh, really play hard. Everybody's season is kind of. Uh kind of up in the air as far as solidifying games. You might have games on your schedule that currently have been canceled or will cancel. I think Coach Fuick Gonzaga uh, said it really well in in the local Spokane newspaper the the other day is, you know, you're going to hit a rocky kind of turbulent time in the year, but we knew it was going to happen. Now we just have to adhere to the protocols, guidelines, and get through it. How has things been for you in the Indiana State program as far as adjusting to scheduling of games and making sure everything is staying uh, as safe as possible? Yeah, you know, scheduling is the worst part of the job. It's the hardest part of the job. And this year was was much worse. We were lucky we had it basically done um, when when a lot of when they pushed the season back and did all these things. So we lost the games that we would have had in November. And then right before we were supposed to go to our to our tournament in in Florida. Um, at the Gulf Coast Showcase, we had a couple guys get it, so we had to back out. You know, we, we, we had to back out of it, so we missed playing those three day games. We were shut down for uh, 10 days, and then the next five days were just one hour, one coach with one player. Uh, so that's 15 days that, you know, you're, you're, you're missing out on. But we talk about it uh, every day, Dan, is um, you just have to stay positive and handle adversity. You know, that you're going to have to have some good fortune this year and then uh, those people that have probably already had more cases of it that, that don't have to worry about getting it again uh, might be uh, a little better off uh, of down the road as we go but uh, again you're gonna have to have some good fortune uh, poor poor guy they, they can't have a social life you know and, and none of us have ever had to go through that um, as a player nobody nobody has so we're asking these guys uh, to, to be different not going home not going home for holidays Um, but they've done a very good job, you know, with, you know, with handling the protocols, not complaining and just being positive every day. But, uh, you know, your staffs, you really, 
you know, you got to keep uh, talking about mental health every day too. You know, you got to really take care of these guys during these times. Yeah, it's been a, a big time adjustment as a, an insider for college basketball, but I'm on the outside this year because I can't go to practices. I can't go yeah. to shoot arounds. Uh, and so it's been different covering the game and, and doing preparation for, for my college basketball broadcasts. And I'm sure in, in hearing that answer, you've had a lot of different things that you've had to adjust to. When you look at your team and the outlook for the Sycamores this year, what are the big things that you look at if you think if you say we do these couple things, we've got a chance to have a really nice season? Well, stay healthy, and and we're, we added seven new guys. Okay, we finished third last year, uh, picked fourth this year, and uh, some very good teams ahead of us and behind us. You know, in that preseason poll, we're going to have to stay healthy. Um, but in blending in, as you know, whether you bring a freshman in or a junior college transfer or a fifth year transfer, it takes time, you know, so we need time together. We need practices together, which we haven't had near enough yet, but uh, I think we have to become a team. I mean, you know, we have talent enough to be very good and make a run at it, but we have to become a team, you know, and that's, the, that's holding each other accountable. That's, uh, um, your chemistry has to be strong on and off the court. So those things there, I think if our guys are all bought in, um, we have a we have a good chance. Well, you're not the only college coach that I've spoken to this year that has basically said we've got to stay healthy. Uh, and and <laughs> part of staying healthy is being able to stay in condition enough to play extended minutes if if they're part of your core group of guys. So, uh, coach, I appreciate the time. I wish you nothing but the best of luck, uh, and hopefully our paths cross again sometime. Whether it's on a remote broadcast this year or maybe next year. I get an assignment back in Terre Haute because I would always love uh, to check out that campus and that arena and, and see where the legend Larry Bird played basketball. We'll take good care of you, man, and all the best to you, and I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Again, thanks again. Take care and stay healthy. Go Sycamores. You too. Thanks, man. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.